It's the Hoopstra Dumbest Christmas, and all my friends are here. We're talking about basketball stuff, and I don't, I, I don't have anything else. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show, guys. We got Josh, a boss, Tommy. Uh, we're running the four-man rotation today. How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Just happy to be here. Another great episode of Hoopstra Dumbest coming. Really excited to be here and getting into the holiday spirit. Absolutely, I, I can tell by the shirt. Got this a while. I got this a while ago. I feel like everyone has to have one ugly, ugly holiday sweater. Everyone has to have one. That is a great sweater, though. That is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, as someone who knows, he's never really celebrated Christmas. I've never like, I, I've never like, what, when has that been a thing? Like, when did that start being a thing? Ugly, ugly sweater thing. I think it was like an ironic thing, you know. Because people would have these ugly sweaters, and so then people were like, "Hey, let's like do it ugly," you know? Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to to run the square offense today. Nice, nice. Now you're doing a boss. Uh, you know me. I'm just vibing. Looking forward to NBA being back today. I mean, Steph Curry versus KD tonight. Uh, I I don't see anything wrong with it. It's nice to have something entertaining at night. And I Steph got and Kyrie also great. After you like know, Steph and Kyrie, too, yeah. You know. That's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. I got tired um, of football after like week three. So um, this is this is going to save me. The Bears are reeling me back in, but I'm so glad that I have another sports option because, you know, Adam, Adam, we've been down this road before. Have we not discussed this? Don't tell me I how to like live my life, like- Josh. Don't let, let the Bears really win. Just let me suffer in peace, okay? <laughs> NFL <laughs> question. I have an NFL question. Here we go. NFL question. You and me both. When are they doing that 17-game season? I don't think they're happening. I don't think it's ever going to happen. No, it's never. I don't think so. They were talking about that this year, weren't they? They were talking about it, but I think if they're going to do it, they'd rather do eighteen rather than sixteen because I don't. I don't. Seventeen doesn't really work. They the only time they've ever done something where they added an extra week to the season was in the mid nineties. They had two bye weeks instead of one, which kind of I don't think is a bad idea. I think they could do that. That the players will never let it happen. They could extend the season by three weeks and add a second bye week. I don't think that's a terrible idea. There's just too much wear and tear on the bodies. The players will never let it happen. Well, if they have an extra season, bye week, they, they might. Are they, are they doing a thing this season where like they're making up games for like a, that's like a week seventeen thing, week eighteen or whatever? Not really. They've kind they're of they're not doing that at all. They've kind of well, I mean, they put games on Tuesday. They've put ga- that's yeah, right. Yeah, I, I guess. It's I don't worked. know. Have they made up all the games? I mean, have they, have they made it They've up? They've made now? up every game. They've missed a game. Okay, okay, okay. It's worked. They've moved some. Like, the nice thing is they had the bye week. So, they, if the team caught COVID, they could literally just move it to where the bye week originally was and just give them a bye week for that week. So, it worked. They did a good job. Uh, they did a hell of a good job. Um, anyway, so Christmas episode. So, we got some uh, Christmas themed uh, segments today. And uh, let, let's break it down for you. Tell you what's going to be on the uh, on the docket on the rundown. Uh, we got the naughty and nice list. We got uh, the Christmas wish list. We got some NBA Christmas Day uh, predictions, and then uh, we got some potential Grinches. Uh, it's no secret that the Lakers are the favorite to win the championship, and so we're going to talk about who has the best chance of uh, pulling off the upset. Let's uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, Josh, I'm going to give you the floor. Who's uh, first on your naughty or nice list? Let's actually, yeah, just go through the whole list. All right, I'm going to start first. I'll give him his credit. I'll give Michael Reinsdorf credit. I don't think Jerry, because Jerry's not running the team anymore. Jerry's actually running the White Sox, so he gave the Bulls to Michael. 
I'll give Michael Reinsdorf a pat on the back. He hired Arturis, who hired Billy Donovan. He's trying to change the culture. Like the McCaskies are trying to change the culture with the Bears, although that kind of is going the wayside, per <laughs> usual, because they didn't draft a damn quarterback again. You know what? I'm not going to I'm not going down this road. Yeah, we've talked about football way too much for this basketball podcast. I know. Anyway, Michael did a great There's job firing our tourists. Yes, Tommy. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's fine. He's trying to change the culture, and there's been reports that the players are buying in. They're buying into the system, and they've already drafted Patrick Williams, who looks like a very nice, solid piece. Don't know what his ceiling is yet, but he seems to have really good potential, especially offensively. He seems to be able to create his own shot. He's got that floater, which I didn't even see him. I watched his highlights at Florida State. I didn't even know that was a part of his game. He's got a much improved offensive game that I – and as the second youngest guy in the draft is very promising is a feel out year, but I think that's on my list. Uh, and I'm excited to see what happens. Second on my list is Giannis. Okay. So yeah, the contract extension. I'm happy. He stayed. We need guys to stay in small markets like a Victor Oladipo went to in, was trade in Indiana, but he stayed there and it's been going really well. And I think we need we need guys like a Tim Duncan, a Tony Parker, a Manu. Now, Dirk Nowitzki was in Dallas, a much bigger market. But these guys stay loyal to their teams, especially in low in in small markets. We need guys like that. A Reggie Miller, for example. Back then, different game, still stayed in Indiana. He didn't have to. He did. And well, to the be Heat able to even stay, wanted him at the end of his career. Boston did. Or I'm sorry, yeah, Boston, Boston wanted him. Yeah. They tried to get him in 2008, I think. Yeah. yeah. You know, mad, mad respect for Reggie for doing that because, you know, he's like he he represents that franchise. He's like he's been that franchise. Um, but yeah, like like you're saying about Michael Reinsdorf, like I, we we obviously were hoping for a change like the Blackhawks had, right? Where they find like a couple young studs and you know they can just go all the way, you know, right with them. I agree. And you know, it's one of the reasons the Blackhawks had success. They drafted well. So the question is this. Have the Bulls, has Gar Foreman drafted well enough that there's something here that they can create? They have some. Artur- I think there are pieces here you can build around. Kobe. The question is, is Arturis going to take those guys that Gar had and say, screw you, I don't need to deal with you, and draft his own guys? That's very well, possible. You know, when he got hired, one of the first things he said was he complimented the drafting and so he said that, you know, basically there's pieces to work with. And so he said that they're going to really focus on player development. And, uh, yeah, Billy Donovan's on my nice list for all the reasons that Reinsdorf is on the nice list. So so basically we'll call it the, the Bulls front office slash coaching staff on the nice list. And my last one is Michael Jordan for his charity work. But also he drafted a ball brother. Oh, I have to give him Dapper for that. I have to. I have to. LeVar would shut the hell up, and he still drafted LaMelo, and I think he made the best pick in the draft so far because LaMelo looks like a stud. I have him as rookie of the year, and I think he's going to be a very, very good player. His court vision is insane. He's not a very good shooter or defender. Everything else is good. He's getting better at it. His jump shot looks better. He went one for ten the other night. I know, but it – it's a work in progress, if you it want to call is. it that. And so are the Hornets for the last every year. 
since Alonzo <laughs> Mourning got traded, basically. How about this? The la- they've been a work in progress since Dave Collins was the head coach. Oh, boy. And that was 1998, 99. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm glad for Michael for doing that. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting. I think LaMelo can bring some excitement to that team. I would have been even more impressed if he had traded for Russell Westbrook because that would have really brought people to the seats, although no one really goes to Hornets games anyway. Doesn't make sense to have two bad points. Or bad no, no, no. point guards, though. If he hadn't drafted Lamelo, let's say he had traded for Russ before the draft. Oh yeah, I thought that would have been a good move to get star power. Okay, he went with the ball brother. And I think Gordon he Hayward was hurt again. Well, okay. So regarding your you second have point, just keep destroying my my gift here, dude. Why are you drinking the haterade? What, what are you doing? <laughs> your second point, exactly. I agree. Your second point, by the way, Josh. Uh, who? Well, let's think of who we have now. Who could be like? you know, staying within their market. We have Lillard, who will probably, I, I would imagine. Would, I thought Harden would stay, but he's he's been on the Thunder before. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, Curry will probably stay. I can see Donkey Charles staying. We have a couple of guys, but that was even pretty rare then because we had, like, Kobe, Duncan, Dirk. Who else? Pierce? I don't know. Pierce, I don't yeah. count Paul Pierce, although, you know, while, you can yeah. kind of count him. You ca- kind of could. Yeah, I, I guess not. Never mind. Because he played more than a few years for Brooklyn. But then, you know, because, like, even Hakeem Olajuwon was traded. Like, that's just – that's brutal, you know. Patrick Ewing was traded, you know. Brutal. Dan Have the- you seen him on that Orlando Magic jersey? It looks so weird. It's so true. He's on the Sonic. It's crazy. It's weird. Yeah. Who wants to go and next? Uh, one of the Raptors. All right, go ahead, guys. Yeah, who wants to go next on the list? I'll start with one, and uh, I will go on my nice list, and that is Steven Stamkos, NHL champion. Oh, my goodness. I don't know who that is. Is he on the he Lightning? from the Tampa Bay Lightning, the, the captain of the Ca- Tampa Bay Lightning. Been on the team for a while. He's a champion. And in, in a great, uh, you know, they had a great bubble environment as well. And they had, they had the trophy, like, right in front of the, you know, right in front of the ice arena. It was unbelievable. So yeah, uh, I Steven Samples for sure. Yeah, he's he's one of them. Anyone else? Uh, you know, I, I I also have Harden on my nice list. No way. I do, I do, because he gives people something to talk about. All these people, <laughs> all these sports media people, they just want to sit around talk about these stupid drama shit. James Harden gave him a reason. He just threw a ball with a rookie. <laughs> You know, but Barkley is throwing balls at people. You know, remember that guy who threw the ball at Shaq? I'm sure it's nothing personal. I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. He's on my naughty list. Uh, James Harden is causing the most disruptive scene. He is being a horrible teammate. Um, it's interesting because, like, the Nuggets are kind of in the conversation right now. And, you know, as a Nuggets fan, sure, that makes him a contender, but. I'm very hesitant because the guy seems like a, a selfish prima donna. Uh, and no, he like doesn't, it, he is a selfish prima donna. Like when you won't show up for a week and then you're throwing balls at rookies and then you're uh, making a big stink and try to force yourself out of town. I mean, I don't know. It's one thing if he wants to leave, but he doesn't have to do it this way. It, it seems a little unprofessional to me. So he's actually uh, the only one on my naughty list. He seems to be more interested in the breasts and the thighs and uh, apparently like Lou Williams and so, you know, the chicken wings, quote unquote, if you know what I mean, mm, seems a little yes. too 
interested in that right now and partying rather than actually playing out his damn contract and actually working with a team. I think he also partly knows, although I think this is kind of an interesting team. Where do you go exactly with this team? I I feel like they've peaked. They've peaked out, I feel like. It's a different team. It's a different team. And I think people – I think what people are forgetting is Christian Wood is going to be very interesting for that team. Yeah. He could be the sneakiest – he could be a real quiet sleeper. I don't think all-star. No, no, no. But I definitely think he could be a most improved player of the year kind of candidate for sure. He's got my short list. Yeah. And I – I don't know why Harden's making such a fuss. Maybe he wasn't in on the decision for the head coaching gig. His owner, we discussed this, as you know, he has problems with the owner. But if you had those problems before, you know, the guy's from Texas. He's a Texas guy. It's a well-known Republican state. I don't know what you'd want from the guy. I mean, it would probably be implied at that point. Number two, you probably knew for four years what was going on, but you didn't say anything then. It just, it doesn't, that's what I'm not getting. Right when, right when that guy bought the team, they were like, they were literally on, they're on their way to win. You know, they're on their way to win it all, right? Because he bought them that year. So it's a weird situation, I guess, you know, because you get this, I really don't know what it's like. Obviously, we don't know, no, none of us know, like the day-to-day, you know, activities, you know, how the owner is involved. You know, the, the previous owner, I think he was known for being kind of cheap, if I remember right. Leslie Alexander, but uh, this guy, uh, I don't know, I guess, you know, he saw that this is the Rockets were the hot team and yeah, number one, they, they were literally, you know, like everyone says, I mean, even without the 27 missed threes, they still could have won that game, you know, with Chris Paul, even out, you know, they had, they still had their chances, but yeah, man, like it's really uh, it, it's a fall from grace. That's really what it is. So I, I so I, I agree with you saying that they peak like that franchise. Abbas, you were saying before the show started that, they could be better than people expect, and I'm totally right there with you. Yeah, dude. I, I'm if if he was in the mood to stay, I'm pretty high on Houston. It doesn't seem like that's a thing, or that he's very interested in it. I don't really blame him uh, after seeing the way the other teams in the West have like literally forced themselves to win, and how Houston, I feel like, kind of stood pat and didn't really make the moves that really, I mean, I didn't really care much for the whole small ball thing, but like they have a really good team. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins has looked good in preseason. Obviously it's preseason, but like yeah. he's but he moving. Healthy. Yeah. He's moving. He was the best center in the league for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if he Wood, be, we already talked about, player, I mean, know? yeah, they, they have a really, they have a good team. I still think John Wall has something left. Eric Gordon still obviously has something left. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know if it's actually going to, if it's going to happen. I do want to give my nice list, though. Yeah, let's hear it. Real quick, I want to pivot to another direction because mine are are pretty different. Uh, So for the first one, I've got John Morant is on my nice list because he's going to be so good this year that hopefully people will stop obsessing over Zion every second because I I personally have been sick of the Zion hype for like two years. (laughs) I feel like people are treating him like he's Michael Jordan and LeBron put together. And it's like, dude, the guy has played like 20 games. Please calm down. Morant is better than him right now. Morant had an incredible rookie year, and I think he's just going to keep getting better. Um, I have Zach Levine as well for okay. trying to play defense. <laughs> uh, I, I love Zach Levine. I think he's going to be great this year for the Bulls. And then number three, I have Neil Olshi, uh for getting the Blazers some good defensive players and actually having depth. <laughs> Because knowing Portland, somebody's going to get hurt. (laughs) 
because that's what Portland does. So it'll be nice to see them with some actual depth. And honestly, I feel like they can be not a finals contender, but a higher seed contender in the West. Okay. Uh, and I'm kind of, I'm interested to see how they do this year. They don't have like the on-ball defender yet. Covington's great, but he's not like the on-ball defender that they need. But um, who knows? It's a long season. Yeah. I'm I mean, curious what they do with CJ McCollum. I don't know. Because I remember Stephen A. brought this up. He said, first of all, they're very undersized in the backcourt. As great as those guys are at scoring, their defensive liability, especially CJ, is a defensive liability. So the question is, what can you get for that? Because I think they're going to have to trade him. I don't if think there are three other players, there. if there are three other players in your starting lineup who are all defenders, they didn't have it last year when it was like Carmelo and then like undersized Gary Trent and Hassan Whiteside. But when the three other players are able to defend at a pretty high level and are all good help defenders, I feel like you can somewhat make up for it. You're not going to have a top five defense, but if you're if you if you have a top five offense and at least a top fifteen defense, I feel like you can hang against most teams. I'm not saying they're going to win it all, but they'll be able to hang against anybody. I think Derek Jones Jr. is such an underrated pickup for them. Uh, I mean, he he's a guy who can most of the time guard one through four. And, uh, you know, Covington, I mean, he is your typical uh, Illinois basketball player. You know, some guys come out of the Chicago area and they're just locked down defenders. You know, Pat Beverly. Uh, Covington, I, I want to say, went to like one of the provisos. I want to say proviso West. I think, uh, proviso, I think so. Yeah. Can someone fact check me on that? Uh, but yeah, I think Covington is an awesome uh, pickup for them. And uh, yeah, you know. I, I don't think that they're necessarily one of the deepest teams in the league or in the West, but they did get, it was Proviso West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, but you know, I, I, I agree. I think that uh, that's a good pick. Let, let me go through my uh, nice list here. Uh, so Adam Silver at the top of the list for me, Adam Silver did a better job of navigating COVID than any of the politicians in America. And um, you know, that like he, I thought someone said we weren't going to get political on this show to me a few hours ago. Well, your political take was a little hotter than that. He did a good job. There were no cases in the bubble. You know, we're not going to talk about stimulus packages, but uh, Adam Silver did a great job of keeping it safe. And when people were getting out of line, you know, he uh, got their asses out of there. You know, Daniel House, love him as a basketball player, but a time and a place to go to the strip club, in my opinion. And then we got... uh, Michael Jordan, the charity work he did uh, for, you know, food relief for the Charlotte community. I think that's awesome. He gave a a ton of the money he got from the last dance. And then uh, Mark Cuban, uh, you know, he he really helped the stadium employees there. And so uh, those are some guys who kind of went above and beyond. And that's what Christmas is all about, giving. Mark Cuban uh, needed some good PR this year. (laughs) You know, one thing that I was very disappointed in with the rest of the NBA is, you know, Mark found him. Like, it was known on the internet what was going on with Delonte. No one reached out to help the guy? That's another thing, yeah. That's what pissed me off. Like, I'm happy Mark did it. You all could have helped him. I know LeBron's not going to help him. That's for sure. But whoa, it's a shame. His mom might. They they, they they play for a lot of years together. 
Mm. Yes. Yes. They but do. I don't know about the second part, but yeah. You know, it's just, it's disappointing that nobody helped out. I mean, Cuban, I, it, just, I'm very happy that he reached out and he's getting his life back together. Who knows? Maybe he gets clean, gets sober, starts playing again. Maybe he gets an international contract. Who knows? Anyone else want to throw in some more on the naughty and nice list before we move on to the Christmas wish list? I have a few uh, quick ones for the naughty list. Yeah, let's hear it about Um, Gordon Hayward, 100%. I don't have a real reason for why he's on the naughty list. He just should be on the naughty list, I feel like. For um, stealing all that money, that's for sure. Yeah, that that's a part of it. Uh, the Hawks GM for signing a lot of players and then like Gallinari's not going to start. They don't have a two guard who can play defense. Ooh, I just don't know why. They they don't have a, a, a small forward who's going to play defense. Uh, I don't. I just don't understand what they did. It just seemed like they had a lot of. It seemed like they were playing two K and they had a lot of cap space, but they didn't have the right people to sign, so they just signed random people. And they're trying to put together a team out of that. <laughs> Not a fan of the Hawks. And then Lakers fans as well, always on the naughty list. They don't <sighs> shut up. They're really don't throw annoying. Jorge Ramirez under the bus. I Come on. can't wait till somebody comes up and beats them uh, because I'm. they're never going to hear the end of it. I just love when they have to suffer. Uh, they don't deserve the rings that were from Minnesota. They don't. Those don't count. So, yeah, Lakers fans on the naughty list every day of the year. They only deserve Cole. Nothing else. Oh, yeah. also the, uh, the Pistons GM on there because I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're trying to tank. Uh, and it's a, a loaded draft class coming up, so maybe that's the case. But I actually think the Hawks did a really good job building r- around Trey Young. They just surrounded him with shooting. And then uh, they also made it so you can t- hide him a little bit defensively with Chris Dunn and uh, Rondo. So we'll see. Uh, I do think that their biggest challenge is just going to be, you know, building chemistry in a short term you know what i mean like they're gonna have to kind of get it together relatively quick it's a slightly shorter season uh so lloyd pierce definitely has his work cut out for him but i actually uh as i've said on this show i think the the hawks are one of my dark horse teams i think they could really make some noise in the east yeah i I just feel like uh, uh, go ahead honey sorry go ahead josh go ahead no no no. i was Uh, just gonna agree with that no i was gonna go into my naughty nice list and you know oh go ahead homie Oh, it wasn't important at all. Trust me. Uh, on my naughty list, I have uh, – who else do I have? I have uh, Malik Beasley for uh, being a fool. Right. Uh, I got the <laughs> McCaffrey family. And uh, I got the Philadelphia Flyers who came back from a 3-1 deficit in legendary fashion and then lost the doubt of a game seven. So it's fun. Wait, wah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, I'll throw on my nice list out Justin Herbert just because. Oh, if we're gonna throw other NFL, if we're gonna throw other sports in there, can we just throw the Atlanta Falcons in there for four frigging games where they blew? They're such a nice team. They're letting everyone win. They're such a nice team. That's a good point. The season of giving away the lead. (laughs) Oh man, I lost a parlay this weekend because the frigging New York Jets decided they were gonna win a game. By the way, but I was sweating it out with the uh, uh, what do you call it the. Atlanta Falcons Buccaneers game, but they just make blowing leads in art form. It really is pretty incredible. You got that Bulls Thunder parlay. The Bulls. Oh yeah, I did. I did hit on that one. Um, and that you guys will love this. Adam is texting me. He's freaking out because he put money on the Bulls to win that game. 
And we're just texting back and forth. I watched the game. The Bulls are getting blown out. All they won. They won. <laughs> and then they win on a last-second miss. It was like a Gordon Hayward miss. Like when he hit off the front of the rim, it was so close. I can only imagine your face. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, man. That's why I only gamble like – cents at a time you know i very rarely uh you know it'll be like 47 cents here try to turn that into 97 cents maybe get crazy uh (laughs) anyway let's let's move on we got some uh, christmas wish lists and i'm gonna get us started guys i wish larry marketing can figure it out this year you know uh latest bulls news is he obviously didn't get that extension that's the right move by the the brass to not give him that money right now but if this guy can uh the shooting's there, you know, if he can be more than a spot up shooter and I don't put that on him, I put him on uh, Jim Boylan, captain underpants as some call him. And uh, I think that Billy Donovan's going to do a better job of using him, but I need to see him rebound the basketball and I need to see him uh, just get a little more aggressive. I want to see him drive more, but I want to see him earn that money. My wish list is for Derrick Rose to get traded the hell out of Detroit to a contender. Please, We're someone back to the Bulls. Right <laughs> as much as I want that to happen, I'd rather he get a ring because I think he's going to sign somewhere that's going to let him get a ring. And I just want him to get the hell out of Detroit. Speaking of Christmas wish list, I'm getting texts coming in. We have tweets coming in. The Hoopstradamus t-shirts are arriving. Uh, Shout out to Bill and Haley uh, who have already reached out to me with uh, pictures of their shirts. They're digging them. The gift that keeps on giving Hoopstradamus. Continue, Josh. You know, I just really want to see him go to a contender because he deserves it. He's still one of the best off the bench scores in the league. He can get you fit 12 to 18 on any given night, give it two, three to four assists as well. He's still one of the smartest drivers to the basket in the NBA. And he's always, and he's not shooting like he was in that comeback year with Minnesota. And he did all kind of drop off a bit from that shooting spree that he had when he started off that year. Um, but I think he can provide a lot to a team and you know, I was hoping, I thought the Lakers would be the perfect fit. Now, not really sure where he would fit because now they have Schroeder and he might be the backup there because LeBron might be playing. He's going to be the point guard, obviously, although I saw that they were starting Schroeder along with LeBron, so I'm not sure how it's going to work. But I think Derek could have fit great with the Lakers. I think he could fit very well with the Clippers. I think they could obviously use him. They just need – I just want him to get the hell out of Detroit. I don't want him to be on a dead last place team. I think the Sixers and the Raptors would both be great fits. Also good you know, fits, Some yes. guys who could use a little bit more uh, offense. Um, but, yeah, it is interesting, and I do think he's going to get dealt at some point. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, what the market could be for him because people always talk about – you always see Laker fans talk about trying to give Kuzma away, trying to, trying to sneak in Derrick Rose in there for those trade discussions with Kuzma. And it's like, Pistons don't want that. You know, like, come on now. Like the Spurs can maybe turn Kuzma into something, but no, like the Pistons don't Kuzma. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the Clippers would be the best bet. I just uh, don't know how it happened. I just, I just hope I hope they, they they see that and they're like, yeah, we need a guy like that, and you know, hopefully they go they really go after him. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely help. I'd love to see him on the Heat as well, Ooh. and that's actually my that's my wish list. I want the Heat to get a little bit more respect. They just yes. went to the finals. And uh, they aren't really I, – I don't really see them in the 
in the conversation for like front runner or one of the front runners in the East. I feel like for some reason the Celtics have leapfrogged them, which doesn't make sense to me. But um, the Heat need to get more respect, and I feel like some Derrick Rose would be just such a nice fit in Miami, playing next to Butler again, um, especially if Dragic and his forty-year-old legs uh, <laughs> start hurting again. Well, it would be really I think Derrick cool. Rose would be very good uh, for them because you know who else went to Simeon is Kendrick Nunn. And so, you know, so many of those guys uh, grew up idolizing D Rose. So it'd be cool to see uh, him play with a, not a high school teammate, but a, a fellow alumni to the greatest uh, Illinois basketball school there is. That's a good point. Let's trade them for each other. <laughs> I'm sure the, the Pistons, uh, uh, you know, we'll see. Well, who knows? None's younger. But I think Killian Hayes, you know, we'll see what happens with the Pistons. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I completely agree, though, Abbas. I mean, it's it's blasphemous that the Miami Heat aren't getting more respect. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the, the the struggles they had in the finals are probably kind of coming up in people's minds. But it's like, look, Dragic was hurt. Adebayo was hurt. Butler had some nasty performances. They just didn't have enough left at that point in time. Uh, especially losing their second and third best players. But um, I like them this year. I mean, they, they lost a couple of guys. I feel like Crowder was really big for them. Yeah, huge. But um, they got Avery Bradley. Um, none is a year older. They've got that. They, they had a good draft pick this year. Um, and, you know, I, I have faith in Jimmy Butler and, and Adebayo. Adebayo is going to keep getting better. Don't sleep on Mr. Struce. And, of either. course, of course, Harrow. Yeah, and Struce. Uh, I'm if that commentator doesn't figure out that it's actually Struess and not Struss, oh. I, I think we're going to have some issues. It's Struss. But, um, Those are fighting words. That's a fighting word. It's not getting his last name right. Weird. Yeah. I mean, he, he got it's really right. Bad. It's really bad. Game, but still, yeah. yeah he, he, he made the, he made the adjustment, right? The halftime adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he then it, it changed uh, to Struess. <laughs> now Struess becomes like a legend that that would haunt him. If Struess becomes like an unbelievable talent, with the better than hero, you know, that kind of thing. He, he will be haunted. Yeah. Eric Reed, that's his name. Eric Reed. You can tweet at him. I follow him. You can probably DM him. So. One of the worst mispronunciations since they uh, mispronounced Voldemort, Tom Riddle. But anyway, uh, as long as DePaul's coming up. Yeah, I, that wasn't a very good joke. I'm sorry. Also on my wish list. Honestly, one of the worst. The worst misspelling Dave since the Wood Of movement. The Wood Of. Do we have like a over under on. If DePaul's going to have another COVID case before tomorrow. Oh, God. When they're supposed to play their first game of the season. Also on my naughty list, DePaul's handling of this whole damn thing. They've been terrible about this. Adam had a good wish list. Go ahead, Adam. For the wish list? Yeah, I just said that uh, I want Dave Leto fired. <laughs> we all do. He's going to be. He's gotten to his head. <laughs> oh, I'm, did I disappear for a second? You have returned, sir. Okay, yeah. I said I want Dave Lato fired. That's on my wish list. I agree with you. He's a terrible coach. And if he actually actually had a competent coach who actually knew how to develop guys who could shoot because they're, we needed shooting. I, I don't like how they're how they treat the student media. That's a big yeah. issue for yeah. me. You know um, who is good about treating student media? Eugene Lenti. I've had a couple of good experiences with him. He's a very nice person. That's what I've heard. Uh, Eugene Lenti. Maybe make him the men's basketball coach. 
Yikes. In the stunned silence, uh, the infamous right now, Eugene Lenti. Yeah, we had a moment of it silence. It could definitely be a punch in the gut to the culture. Yikes. I'm not even going to touch that <laughs> yes, one. Yes, I went there. With a, with a 10 foot. It, it would be a DePaul move. Yeah. Oh, be. yikes. I, here's, here's a hot take. Watch uh, um, What's His Balls in Kentucky, Calipari. Watch him have a horrible season, and then uh, he reunites with Peavy. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. That, would <laughs> be amazing. Be that, that doesn't happen to DePaul, man. Come on. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't happen to DePaul. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I do think that uh, Lato's days are numbered. I think basically they're going to give him a, a little bit. They're going to give him this year and to see if he can turn it around. And otherwise, they're just waiting for the axe to fall. Why this year? Because why stop, why stop now? One more year. It's the Jim Boylan experience. Just like, Take just his contract and burn it. Light a match and burn that thing in front of his face. Get him the hell, heck out of here. You got to get further to rock bottom before you start to realize success. We started 12 and 1 last year. We finished 16 and 16. How much further can up on the bottom can he get? Well, yeah, they, yeah, they just. I mean, come on. They up. backed off the, defend, the runner up for the national title. I was there. We all thought they were going to the tournament. And then they what completely shat themselves. What would it take for them to like be booted out of the Big East, like relegated? <laughs> this is the Premier League, man. I mean, honestly, if they haven't gotten booted it's a good out idea. Yet, I don't know what you would have to do to like get that low. Well, that's the also, thing. Like, a lot of the other sports I, are really good. Can you imagine if like colleges had like a soccer system like that though, where there's really fun to you know different conferences? Back to Conference USA. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the bottom three point, teams, Rutgers, the bottom two teams, or whatever, that'd be crazy. Just yeah. Top program, two yeah. Teams promote. Just for the football program alone, uh, I think like Rutgers would have been relegated to like a D three school like five years ago, like two or three years ago, they would have been relegated to that. Just on that alone. Rutgers football? Did they used to be good? They, they were okay, but they had a really bad few seasons. University of Massachusetts would definitely get relegated because I think they gave up like fifty points a game last year. Yeah. And this year they're like, I think, I think they won one game. Uh, who wants to go with their uh, wish list next? I, uh, I just hope the Bulls. I, I want the Bulls to at least play in the playing game. I think just okay. make things. So th- that's a very, it's a very, uh, it's not not a high bar at all. Uh, that's pretty much it for my wish list. <laughs> just that, you know. And I just thought of it now. So the return to relevance. A- I'll take it. The relevance yeah. tour. I think yeah. it's very yeah. doable. I don't think it's crazy to see them as the eight seed, but I think that would be a big, big step up. Do I think they make that big of a leap? I would probably say no, but I'm not going to, it's not out of the question. Oh, by the way, University of Massachusetts scored 12 points all year long. Wow, 12 to 50. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, fifth seed would be a surprise, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. I think they're going to sniff at it, but uh, we'll see, you know, but I do think that. Um, you just see what a difference it can make with young players when you have a really good coach. And Billy Donovan, you could have really made a case that he should have been coach of the year last year with what he did in Oklahoma City. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be interesting this year because he has a totally different team. But I think having CP3 there also really helped. Oh, totally. He kept those young guys motivated, and it made all the difference in the world. It seemed like it really made SGA – 
uh, better yes. general as well. Um, and, but, and he was already pretty good. Yeah. Like, the, the, it's crazy. Like, he's another one of those guys where, you know, like Luka Doncic, because, you know, Luka Doncic is just so good. I really don't know how much better he can get because he's so good at everything. He's, like, so good at the things he is right now. But, like, he's like, – SGA is another good guy like that because – his stat sheet's like pretty good. Like he is, he gets some really good numbers and it's like, how much better can this guy get? Like it's, it's, it's just a matter of just more playing time, more experience. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. And I think that we'll, we'll see that uh, be a priority for the bulls. I think that's the priority over actually winning games, uh, yeah, just yeah, you know, any, just developing young talent. Anyone else uh, want to throw in any naughty or nice before we move on to uh, Christmas Day game predictions? Onwards. Onwards. All right. Let's uh, start at uh, – I'm, I'm out here in mountain time. And so we have the disrespected, the underappreciated, the Miami Heat, the Eastern Conference champions – Put some respect on that name, as the young people say. Uh, I got them beating the Pelicans. We'll reverse the order, Hami, then Abbas, then Josh. Yeah, I mean, well, this is a, this is the disrespected team against the team that's been shoving the NBA shoving down our throats, right? Uh, the Pelicans on Christmas Day. Uh, so fortunately, Zion will will probably play unless he gets hurt on day one or something. Uh, so that that'll be very exciting. But yeah, the Heat will probably win that game. Heat are they're. they're all business, especially when it starts the season. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. The Pelicans got a lot better, but come on. It's the heat. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, still the best team in the heat in the East until someone takes it away from them. Cause they are the ones who came out a boss. Yeah. I'm heat all the way. I want, I want them to blow out the Pelicans because I just have an irrational hate for the Pelicans now. Um, and I think the media is doing it to me. Uh, so yeah, I just want the Pelicans to lose and lose and lose. I hope they're like 13, 14 seed in the, in the West this year. I think it'll just be funny. Yeah. I would probably have to say Miami because I think defensively, while I think defensively, the Pelicans have no defense, not a very well, not a very good defensive team, not known for the defense, still inexperienced. I think they can give matchup problems, but Jimmy's going to have a, Nice day guarding, I think, Brandon Ingram. They have wings that can still switch on him and slow mm-hmm. him down a little bit. And you got Bam, who can take on Zion in the post if he has to. And I expect a, a very narrow, a close Miami Heat win. I like that take. Uh, moving on to the next game, we have the I wish Clay Thompson was healthy Warriors uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I think that, you know... The Warriors are still going to be really good this year. Not having Clay Thompson hurts. I don't think that there's ever a game where they should be counted out. I don't care who they're playing. When you have Steph Curry on your team and you have, uh, they have actually done a pretty good job building around him. Uh, I don't think you can count them out of any game. James Wiseman getting the start tonight. We're recording on the 22nd. This guy hasn't seen the NBA floor, but he is my pick for rookie of the year. It's on record now. I think this guy is going to be sensational in the NBA and that pick and roll is going to be really hard to stop. I think that the Warriors um, do lose that game though. I think the Milwaukee Bucks uh, are going to have a bolder size chip on their shoulder. And I think that they're going to get this win against the splash brother the splash son now 
I guess now he's just a splash son. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I definitely the Bucks. I mean, they're a great regular season team. I expect them to to win that game. I, I think it'll be a good game though. I, I think you know the Warriors surprised everyone last year by beating the Rockets. I think it'll be a close one. Yeah, I, I'd probably go with Milwaukee as well. Unless, like, if Golden State gets killed on tonight, maybe they come out with a vengeance, trying to get some momentum. But, like, I, I think Milwaukee is going to win. I think Giannis is going to have a very nice time playing the Warriors in that game. I think he's going to enjoy being – driving to the hole and just doing his thing. I think Milwaukee is going to – it's going to be very – I'm more intrigued to see what Drew Holiday does and how he does in his role as as being that third option. I think it will be very interesting to see what they do with him, and I'm going to take the Bucs in that game too because we've known this Bucks team to be a regular season team but also blow teams out by the end of the third quarter just like the Warriors were doing. They were doing that pretty much up till COVID hit. And then I remember when they went on that little – they hit a slide right before COVID hit. And that's when I kind of thought maybe they're not going to win the title. I thought before that they were definitely going to the finals. I thought after that slide and then it kept going, but I think they're going to be able to figure it out. The question I have is this, is their spirit broken? Mm. I do wonder that because you got, you got killed by Miami. Yeah. Is it in the back of your head? Can we beat these guys? And I think it's definitely in the back of their minds right now. Cryptic. I like that take though. Uh, yeah. Cause that's, that's a possibility. That was probably a little traumatizing. Uh, speaking of traumatizing, Kyrie is clearly traumatized by the Celtics uh, burning some sage. I don't, I, and for the record, I think that's totally fine. Traumatized by Kyrie dissing the Celtics. <laughs> uh, say, say that again. I think you're traumatized by Kyrie and his experience with the Celtics. Oh, you know, we are all traumatized by that. I'm not especially Celtics fans. Celtics. Who cares about the Celtics? Celtics fans, front of the show. Yeah, I, I, was why I kind of Come I on, did man. enjoy the Kyrie Celtics because it was just pain for Celtics fans and pain like for Boston fans is a good thing for all of us. Boss is drinking like gallons of Haterade today. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, I think that the you know, all jokes aside, the Nets are a matchup nightmare. And I think that uh, Kyrie is going to save his very, very best uh, for this one. And I think that Kevin Durant, he looks healthy. He looks dangerous. And I think it's going to take the NBA a few weeks to figure out the Brooklyn Nets. I think that they, uh, they, I I haven't made any official uh, predictions about who comes out of the East this year, but I'm leaning towards Brooklyn. I've been leaning towards Brooklyn and I think they win this game by about 10 points. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Brooklyn curb snapping the Celtics. And is that at the Garden? Let me let me double yeah, check. Yeah, at the Garden. That is at the Garden. Oh, yeah. At the Garden. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be a good site. Maybe maybe they can stamp us stomp on all the draft picks too. Just, <laughs> I think it'll. I feel like it'll be close. Um, I really don't know what to expect from Brooklyn. I just hope they stay healthy, uh, because I feel like this year I want to have like a relatively injury free year especially because teams are probably going to miss games because of COVID. So I'd love to see both Irving and Durant stay healthy. I don't know if it's going to happen, but um, I think it'll be a really good game. Uh, I think Tatum's just going to be you know, a step ahead of where he was last year, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
Yeah, and that's why I'm taking Boston in this game. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be a 2-3 possession game. I think it's going to be that close. I'm actually very intrigued to see how DeAndre Jordan fits in this, especially, because he's still he's not quite what he used to be. No more Lob City. You know, I haven't seen him make an insane dunk in a couple of years. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see where he fits in all this as well. Still a very solid rim protector and rebounder. Mm-hmm. I think he can definitely give Brooklyn an edge in the offensive rebound area, but I think he can slow them down because he can be, he's such a liability offensively, especially in the modern NBA. And I think that can cause some problems for Brooklyn. And that's why I think the Celtics come out in this one. I think Tatum's going to drop at least 30 in this game. Ooh, I like, I like that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think that the Celtics are going to have a hard time, uh, you know, with it's going to be pretty much Tyson Thompson against, uh, you know, DeAndre Jordan and, uh, Jared Allen, who I think is also, he's like very quick. He's not as strong as uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan, but I think he's going to, the Nets are going to be, they're going to be able to out quick the Celtics with some of their bigs. I think it's going to get very interesting, but uh, I respect the take. I think the Celtics could get it done and you can never really bet against the Celtics in Boston right now. Here's my upset of the day. The Dallas Mavericks are going to come out and beat the defending champions. I think that the uh, Lakers, you know, they really had to grind it out. They played basketball more recently than Dallas. Uh, Dallas did a good job retooling and you have a fresh Luka Doncic. And so I think that they're going to pull it out. I think it might go to overtime. I think it's going to be crazy, but I think that, uh, the Mavs find a way to get it done in a high scoring, maybe like 118, 116 win over the Los Angeles Lakers, who are going to be so, you know, they're still going to be having a, maybe a little bit of a championship hangover and maybe trying to build some uh, chemistry with the new pieces. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a very exciting game. Uh, sorry. Uh, but no, go ahead, Tommy. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just very excited game. for this game. Uh, and, you know, probably going on the last couple of possessions, fourth quarter. With that said, Lakers win by nine. Okay. I have Dallas mostly because I hate the Lakers. Uh, Dallas is going to be fun this year. They went from like that insane offensive team, and now they've kind of switched up. They have a lot more defensive guys and no Porzingis for a while. But they got Dwight Powell back, so I'm looking forward to those Luka, Dwight Powell alley-oops. Uh, and honestly, I think I – think, um, uh, what's his name is going to be uh, Richardson is going to be nice, Real nice uh, not having to play in, in Philadelphia anymore. And he's going to actually play with somebody who can create a little bit. So he doesn't have to dribble that much. In a much uh, so I'm, defensive I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be good for this team. I think it's going to be a really fun game. Dallas is going to win though. Interesting. I think the power of Boban can definitely carry Dallas. I definitely think so. But um I'm probably going to take the Lakers and I'm probably going to take the Lakers in this one. But here's the thing with LeBron. He takes nights off. So he might take this night off. He might not care. He might be like, just give me to give me to the playoffs and then I'll worry about it then. So this might be a night where LeBron doesn't go. He's not going to be in playoff mode. It is Christmas day. So he might, I think LeBron is definitely going to actually turn it on because it's Christmas day. And I think, People, people are going to need something because they're going to be distracted by football for about three hours. So those afternoon games might not get as much ratings. <laughs> and so LeBron's going to have to come out, and I think the Lakers will win this game. And I think AD will have a very nice game as well. Um, I still think Luka, you can't count him out, but he does not have his go-to second option in Porzingis. Yeah. And as we saw against the Clippers, no Porzingis, 
a lot of turnovers for Luca. And I think that could be the big problem. And that's what loses them this game. Yeah. And the Lakers are such a great defensive team too. They could definitely force him into some trouble. Uh, we will see. I think that that is going to be, that's the game I'm most looking forward to. Uh, Wrapping up the Christmas Day games, we have the Clippers against the Denver Nuggets. And I'm not going to be a homer here. I think the Clippers win big. Uh, I'm, of course, going to be pulling for the Nuggets. But I think the Clippers very much remember uh, blowing that 3-1 lead. And the Clippers are stacked. And Luke Kennard was one of the sneakiest pickups in the uh, NBA offseason. I cannot – the most Pistons thing ever to get rid of a guy who can give you 20 a night – and can play one through three, like one of the m- most exciting young offensive players, like under the radar offensive offensive players in the NBA, in my opinion. And I don't think he'll ever be like a perennial all-star, but this is a guy who could sneak into an all-star game at some point in his career. And it just blows my mind that the Pistons didn't want to keep him in uh, the fold for the future, but that's a whole different conversation. I do think that the Clippers are going to be hungry as hell And uh, I think that they're going to get this win. I think that the Nuggets are going to have a few things to figure out. It might take a few weeks as they adjust uh, to having Will Barton back. That's a good thing. But this is not the same team that you had in the bubble. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is going to become a much more important piece. And they're going to need him to really show up on the defensive end of the floor. And they're going to need him to make uh, good decisions out there as well. Every once in a while, he had me scratching my head a little bit. Uh, when I saw him in the bubble. But that being said, the guy's got all the talent in the world. The Nuggets could just come out and outscore the Clippers, but I think the Clippers really put down the clamps and get this win. I think the NBA is missing this matchup that they could add. Maybe maybe they should play it. Maybe they'll play the game, and then at halftime they'll have a football game playing, maybe, like an NFL game uh, at the halftime of this game. But uh, maybe like a quarter or something like that for that football idea. The Suns and the Blazers outdoors in Phoenix. I think that would have been a good Christmas Day game. Uh, I think that would have been very fun, but uh, probably not going to happen. A little too chilly, too. But uh, that would have been, you know, like th- that's also a matchup that I feel like they kind of, you know, they, they-, they could have used. That would have been a nice matchup. There. It's not a bad I idea. I mean, they play games outside uh, in college basketball. Um, they play yeah. in the Naval Show. Aircraft carrier. And then I also, I, yeah. I really and like that idea the, a lot. It's a play great idea. Games. The Suns played some preseason games back then, like uh, – against the Lakers or whatever. It was like a preseason or the Nuggets or whatever. Way back that in the That needs nap. to become a thing in, in the future because I like that idea a lot. I feel like that'd be very, very entertaining. Almost like a uh, winter classic. An outdoor kind of game. Yeah. But, uh, Hami, you didn't Especially give a Especially with these two iterations. Oh, I, I said Clippers. You I did Clippers. say Clippers. I got so lost in the Suns uh, outdoor yeah. game idea, which well, is really- Honestly, I mean, the, the, that should be a matchup because that's two good teams. And they're pretty – I mean, I know the Blazers have been around in Christmas. But the Suns are fresh. I, I was surprised I didn't see the Suns, you know, their Christmas game. But whatever. Hey, man, they got to get their Zion in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to get their Zion in. <laughs> All right, go for yeah, it. I, I've – I've got the Clippers as well. Clippers are going to win. Um, Pandemic P is going to remember just how bad he was in the bubble, and he's going to he's going to light it up today or on Christmas Day. I'm going to play. I am actually going to take the Nuggets because all of you guys are going to take Clippers. I'm just going to take the Nuggets for fun. I do think it's going to be a very interesting game because the Clippers are probably going to be pissed off. But it seems that the Clipper players are pissed off at themselves as well. And Lou Williams seems more interested in breasts than thighs. 
than actually playing basketball right mm. now. So, Chicken or as he calls it, chicken wings. Mm. But I think the Nuggets definitely can come out and win this game. And they, they're not going to have an answer for Jokic. Jokic is going to go out going crazy. He's in the best well, shape of his life. Best and Baca will be an intriguing matchup on him. It'll be a very intriguing matchup, but I am going to take the Nuggets. Yeah, you know, uh, Montrezl Harrell did a decent job against Jokic, and he's gone now. So, Zubac, good luck, buddy. Uh, good luck. Nuggets are going to score their points. All right, so uh, to finish this off, because we can go into more detail another day, uh, just real quick, because I do got to get running. Uh, who is the potential Grinch? Which team could beat the Lakers? Uh, we'll reverse the order again. Josh. I think that's the question everyone's trying to figure out. Who can beat the Lakers? I would say in the West, I would still probably go at this point, probably go the Clippers because they have the most wing defenders and they do have, in terms of scoring, they have a Luke Kennard. They have a Lou Williams. You've got a Kawhi Leonard. You've got a Paul George. You've got a Marcus Morris who can score. Serge Ibaka can get you eight or nine points. Patrick Beverly can still hit the three. He can get you a few points here and there, and he's a lockdown. If Reggie Jackson come off the bench, I still think it's the Clippers, but the Clippers are cursed. So I, I don't think they're going to make it out of the second round this year because Ooh. they're the Clippers. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know why. They just – I thought 2014-15, if they make the Western Conference Finals, they beat the Golden State Warriors and they win the NBA championship. That's what I thought. Perhaps the ghost of Donald Sterling's past. You know? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is this. They don't get out of the second round. I don't, I don't know why they don't. I don't see them getting out of the second round for some reason. But if they do, I think they can give the Lakers a run for their money. Um, in the East, I would still say the best team to play them is the Miami Heat because okay. they play the hardest. Yeah. The best coached. Yeah. They have the best culture. Okay. And they're two two of the three best players were hurt last year. And you could argue they've gotten possibly a little bit better, but I think that would probably be the other one. And I think a sleeper would be could be maybe a team like Philadelphia, but I don't think that they I don't think they're there. I just don't see them as a finals contender right now. I think they can make it, but I would say the best team in the East definitely is still Miami to beat them. They match up the best. Abbas, what about you? Um, I'm going to say the Nets uh, because yeah. I think when the Nets are healthy, the Lakers don't have anybody who can guard Kyrie Irving, um, at least not effectively. Uh, and, I mean, you just you can't really do anything if Kevin Durant's at the top of his game. Uh, arguably the best player in the NBA uh, before the injury. It was always the back and forth between him and LeBron. So if both those guys are healthy and the team is still healthy, they still all those role players are still playing well. Uh, they have so many weapons. I feel like they can beat the Lakers, but we haven't seen anything yet, so it's hard to say. The profit. I will go with the Clippers again. Uh, I think a dark horse uh, could be. I think Portland could be pretty good, but. They have to have a. They have to basically be the number one seed if they're going to be a threat to the Lakers, and I, I don't see that happening this year. Outside chance, I could see you know below the Blazers, I could see the Jazz doing something interesting, but eh, you know maybe not. Uh, Bro- Brooklyn, I like Brooklyn too a lot, so I'm, I'm all in on Brooklyn. So you know if they played in the finals, I, I am all eyes. I'm all eyes, you know, as you know. So 
But I'm looking forward to tonight's short term, you know. I also want to throw the Bulls into that. <laughs> 200 we had a to win. win. Look, man, Wendell Carter is Akeem Olajuwon. Markinen is Dirk. Uh, uh, Patrick Williams is Kawhi. They can get it done. Kobe, I mean, if they get the best yeah. – I mean, if we're playing 2K and they get all their best my team cards together, they probably could beat that team. Look, I already did all the editing. Everybody's at 99 overall. <laughs> already beat the Lakers. They had no chance, right? It, it's – I, what can I say? I simulated it too, so it's going to happen. If Billy Donovan figures out how to edit players' ratings, then the Bulls will have a very good year. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what, um, going very similar to Josh here, I think the Nets are the team that can provide the most matchup problems. The thing I really like about the Nets matchup is you have DeAndre Jordan and uh, Jared Allen to kind of match up with AD. You have Kevin Durant, who's done a good job against LeBron James in the finals. And you have Kyrie Irving, who is going to bring his uh, bag of sorcerer tricks and he's going to bring his sage and he uh, would love to beat LeBron James. And I just think that the, matchups that they're going to create when you have you're combining the minds of uh you know Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and then Steve Nash who clearly is one of the smartest basketball players ever to play and then you have the the guiding hand if you will of Mike D'Antoni who is the perfect assistant coach for Steve Nash going into his first year and when you think about the kind of style D'Antoni likes to go with and how that meshes with that roster construction, especially you start talking about the depth with Dinwiddie and Levert. I think that the Nets are the only team in the NBA with the raw firepower to match up with the Los Angeles Lakers team, assuming both teams are healthy. And so they are uh, my pick out of the East as far as the West goes. Yeah. If the Clippers can get it together, um, they, there is no reason that they wouldn't be able to make it a very interesting series. Uh, but we will see, folks. We will see. It's going to be a fun season. It is uh, 441 Mountain Time right now. We're wrapping this one up. Uh, probably get this one up uh, at dawn. I'll schedule it to, to go up at dawn. Uh, but thank you guys for joining me. Happy holidays. And uh, as always, thank you to Evan Butris for the artwork. Check him out at the Wax Cowboy on Instagram if you're looking to get some work done. And, uh, you know, the Full Court Trap will be returning soon. Uh, look for that after Christmas. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.